what is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Bid DeVoe. Yours truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. Now that all the drama surrounding the debt ceiling has calmed down, Ebony McMorris, White House correspondent, is here to talk to us about what exactly this debt ceiling deal means to us. Plus, it was the hottest versus battle ever. Over 7 million views, 7 million comments, a lot of them negative. Talking about Ray J, Sammy, Bobby V, and Pleasure P. Out of that, they actually reformed a group, and they're here to talk about it. RSVP. Cafe Mocha begins now. Angelique and Lonnie loves. We got to talk about this writer strike. Right now, for those that don't know, Hollywood is going through um, negotiations with the contracts. Now, just so that for the layman's turn, you have writers that write movies and TV shows. You also have actors that act in it, they have a union. You have writers that have a union and you have the directors that have the union. And so right now the writers are on strike and eventually the actors will probably be on strike, which how does that affect your your movies and your TV shows? It well, means we're going to have a bunch of daggone <laughs> reality shows and we're going to be struggling on Netflix to find anything that ain't got subtitles. Well, how it affects us. The good thing is that the Directors Guild of America, they were able to come to an agreement with the studios. I mean, that's fine. But directors, (laughs) directors aren't like writers. Directors are more like producers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're all you know, they tend to side with the studios anyway. I mean, you know, but like writers. Well, the thing is, you're not going to see Martin Scorsese picketing. I mean, you know, That's it's right. like you're not going to see Steve, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg out there. Maybe are Spike producers. Lee. Maybe Spike Lee will pick it. But one of the, the big things about the strike is that they're concerned about the streaming services. Y'all, we didn't have streaming services 10 years ago when we had the old contracts. And what these streaming services are doing, and this is really serious, is that they're not paying uh, adequate residuals or a lot of those shows that you see. You don't know, you know. Let me break it down. So what happens, (laughs) what happens is on regular TV, last time the episode of that sitcom you were in aired, you get a check. Yeah, I get a check from Walt Disney. The more times it airs, the less the check Yes. And when it goes to DVD, you get a fat check for the DVD sales. And when it goes to Europe and and to the foreign countries, you get a big fat check for it going over there with streaming. Guess what? Not only do we not know how many times it plays, we don't know how many people are watching. We don't know anything. And so those streaming companies, Netflix, they don't play a dime. So even if that sitcom you were in goes from Disney to Disney Plus, the streaming service, you're not getting paid for that. Yeah, you don't. The get actors paid. are not getting the actors and directors are not getting paid for that. And that's and you because know, it wasn't streaming back when we were doing the original contracts. So that's one big thing that needs to be resolved is, you know, first of all, how much is a stream? What kind of residuals are you going to get? 
um, because, you know, can you imagine doing your work and you see it? And the the thing that people got to realize, too, a lot of these streaming services, they only give you like 10 episodes for their season, whereas on network, you would get 22 episodes, which is more work. So a lot of times, if you only got 10 episodes, you don't get residuals, you only get paid for those 10. And then they put you under what we call um, exclusivity. So you can't go get another job because you are under supposedly under that contract, which is only like eight to 10 episodes. That's no money for a regular writer or even a um, the star of the show. So they're trying to work with the streaming services because they're making a lot of money. When people question, how did, you know, Dave Chappelle get 60 million dollars and he only did what? three, four stand-up gigs, you know, they're giving out $20 million for one stand-up gig because they're making that much money, but they're not giving it to the creatives. Can I just say this for the record? The only one that's actually making so much money is Netflix. HBO Max or Max or whatever they call themselves now, they're not making money. They lost 200 something odd million dollars the end of last quarter. Peacock, they haven't figured out how to make money. They lost 500 million dollars last year. So although there's a lot of potential for them to make money and eventually they'll figure out how to make money right now. Uh, most of the studios, with the exception of Netflix, they ain't making no money, and that's well, why they don't want to pay. But, but even, you got to look at the price they had point. The money, even if they had the money, we know they still wouldn't want to pay. But they pay certain stars. That's what I'm saying. That's where it's unfair. They're paying certain stars, and it, and to, to the point of you know when you look at Peacock and you look at the shows that's on there, they're paying some some people these massive contracts. Well, that's where some of your money is going. And then you only give 10, eight episodes. You don't put marketing behind it. Of course, you're not going to make any money because nobody knows it's on. You just pay Jennifer Anderson to do the morning show. But okay, you didn't market it. So it's like they internally need to get their, you know, self together. But you know, like I said, as long as this stops, you know, it, it needs to end as quickly as possible because, you know, creatives like myself, yourself, Angie, we can't get our contract signed. We can't do anything until, you know, because first of all, we don't want to cross the picket line because I'm, you know, I'm sad. But, you know, also you're going to see it in, in the fall where you're going to have a, more reality shows. And what's interesting is the last... um uh, strike, which was in 2017. You know, we got out of that. Well, the apprentice and the Kardashians. Yep. And we got the real housewives. And because the apprentice was about to be the history behind the apprentice was the apprentice had just normal people, but then because of the strike, NBC needed to put something on the air. So they made Celebrity Apprentice and Celebrity Apprentice became a hit, which gave us Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. He looked more favorable and boom, he became president. So we have to be very careful about what we put on the airwaves. I mean, you're going to see a lot of different reality shows. There are going to be people that are going to blow up um, behind it. But we still have to be careful in this country about what we put on these platforms. And, you know, when you have creatives that actually can write and actually can, you know, uh, actually make 
the drama instead of making this so-called fake drama. I hate to see, you know, our sisters throwing and and throwing Mm -hmm. stuff at each other and throwing wine and fighting and everything. And they're doing that because they're trying to stay on air. As a matter of fact, it's been rumored that um, Real Housewives of Atlanta, the ratings are really down, maybe because of cast changes, things like that. So people are, you know, trying to stir up drama just so that they can stay on the air. But also, even with unscripted shows like The Real Housewives, they don't get residuals. Like, they're not part of any union. So that is my roundup for television. I hope y'all enjoyed that. This is Cafe Mocha, Lonnie Loves TV Roundup. It's Cafe Mocha. Time to talk a little politics with Ebony McMorris, White House correspondent for American Urban Radio Networks. Welcome to Cafe Mocha for the first time, Ebony. Welcome to the show. I know. Thank you so much for having me on. It is honestly a pleasure to be with some amazing queens. I often say it a lot. There is something that happens when a woman walks in a room, but especially a black hello, woman. Hello. And you all are just amazing. So let me just give you like a, a virtual hug. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Hugs Ebony. back. Well, Ebony, before yeah. we start talking about the debt ceiling, uh, are they trying to kill President Biden? Because they didn't move that sandbag <laughs> out the way. <laughs> the man tripped. <laughs> I felt so bad. What made it worse was like him trying to get up. And Mm -hmm. I felt like his people should have just covered him from the front immediately. All of us have tripped before. Let me tell you something. Once you reach 40, that's not an easy way up. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It's like double that. So I'm like, if y'all don't leave him alone, they did. They put that there. They did. They did. Yeah, I think but he got right. up. He got like Jesus. He got up. Yeah, he knows. He's like, he he a little slow, but he he definitely he had to rock a little bit. Exactly. He first. Now yeah, you know last he he got up. Exactly. Now last month we heard about the debt ceiling and the country was in a danger of defaulting on our loans if the Democrats and the Republicans didn't come together. They did. Um, what does this mean for our community? And so, you know, you being our White House correspondent, journalist, Ebony, you know, can you tell us what does that mean? What we get out of this? Yeah. And so so by answering what we got of it, got out of it, let me just tell you what could have happened okay. if they had not done that. Right. So we talk about what we, what we got out of it. I want to talk about, first of all, how much in our community, when you look at Social Security, Medicare and Medicaid and what that means for black families, this was important. It would have done a lot of harm because Medicare services would would have been greatly impacted. Forty three percent of black Americans have serious health care needs, long term problems. And this is in comparison with 26 percent of white Americans. And so if this would not have gone through, they would have been greatly impacted in getting the services that they needed because many government funding would have gone down. We would have seen a lot of the SNAP programs and benefits gone from our communities. And I want to even talk about for African-American women, right, when we talk about the huge gap in wages across every industry because of systematic racism. We know that there are issues in the labor market and black women in particular are at the bottom of the totem pole. So yeah. think about what would happen to that social security check. We are reliant on some of those safety nets 
Think about what have happened with our black veterans if they would not have been able to receive the services. Many of us have been caretakers of our family members who rely on this assistance. And this isn't hand, handouts. These are programs that they have worked for, that they have paid into, that they would have not uh, been able to access. These are people who have served, right, who have been on the front line. Look what happened during COVID. Many people who died, that was mostly Black folks that was having to come in as necessary, ne- um, right. necessary work. Well, right? essential, so, essential workers, that's what they call workers. us. Yeah. Essential, so if I'm so essential. <laughs> Pay me. Give me my benefits. What's the problem? What Republicans, why are you trying to cut all these programs, but then you don't want to do the same thing for the wealthy? Right. It's a serious problem that this country has to deal with. And so now that 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 um, that program, I'm sorry, that 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 debt limit agreement has been made, it was signed just two days to spare. Right. Mm -hmm. Two days to spare. Why do we keep walking up to the line? Yeah, Uh, that's what I want to know. Republicans didn't want that smoke. Let me tell you something. All hell would have broke loose, even across global markets. So it wouldn't have just been us. It would have been everybody. Let me tell you something. The white workers, the suburban workers would have been coming to their local offices ready to tear stuff up again if they didn't get them checked. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love, and on the line, White House correspondent Ebony McMorris. One of the things that I know people are concerned about and were concerned about our SNAP benefits, are food stamps protected, and, and what's changed with those? So Congress did make some big moves when it comes to SNAP benefits. There are some revisions, and hunger advocates and lawmakers are still trying to figure out what those impacts will be. And some more caught off guard because in the new agreement, there are going to be new work requirements for food stamp recipients ages 50 to 54. Now, Democrats wanted different kind of outcomes while Republicans really pushed to further reduce this NAP program. We've been seeing that for a long time. And as far as the compromise, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Some will have work requirements. Some will have exemptions for specific vulnerable groups, um, homeless individuals, veterans of all ages, and young adults ages 18 to 24 who've aged out of foster care. They will be spared from work requirements. But all these changes are slated to expire in 2030. So that, again, leaves unanswered questions about the long term future of SNAP benefits. And let me just end with this. There was an August 2022 study from the Urban Institute that said SNAP benefits keep 4.2 million people out of poverty since the fourth quarter of 2021, with the largest poverty reduction from the program for black and Hispanic people. SNAP reduces poverty by 10 percent and child poverty by 14%. But I wonder why is this happening? Why are we hearing this debt ceiling word that we really hadn't heard? It feels like it's a new phenomenon. You know, 10 years ago, we weren't talking about this thing and fighting about it. Were we? Well, we we, we were, but, it, but, and so, so let me just tell you this, while they were negotiating, that was, that was one of the questions that was posed to President Biden. Why did he seem like he was keeping such a cool head. And he said, we've, we've been here before, mm-hmm. right? And each time uh, the, the, the issue was Republicans, we didn't have this back and forth about how much to cut. Republicans agreed to raise the debt ceiling, but there wasn't this cut of cutting every single thing in the world. The difference is now that you've got this whole, say what you want about Republicans, you've got this whole wing of MAGA Republicans. 
that have Kevin McCarthy by the cojones. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you see how long it took him to get in office, right? Language, and language. So, <laughs> he, oh, sorry. He, <laughs> it's right. They got him. They got him. They're holding him. Um, and so he's having to do this dance. It took him like 15 times. So he's having to appease uh, these MAGA Republicans, and then he's having to con- to appease regular conservative Reagan Republicans, um, and at the same time put on this big PR run like I've got this. And so we haven't seen that much of a fight or split within the party. That's why there was such a nervousness about it, because we've seen how hard MAGA Republicans have gone against everything especially those things uh, that uh, confront issues that we've been fighting, systematic racism and issues, injustice issues in the black community. So it seems like everything we want is on the chopping block with this group. Yeah, definitely. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Ebony McMorris, White House correspondent, American Urban Radio Networks. You know, um, I want to talk about the fact that you are one of the few black females that, you know, is a White House correspondent. And what is your life like? And also, we have the first black secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre. How is she doing, in your opinion? And how is it being in that pool of reporters? I'm going to answer that by just first quoting someone who I admire. And that is Alice, um, Allison Dunnigan. She was the first African-American woman to receive White House credentials. Mm-hmm. She said that the role of the black press is that of objectively reporting the news as it happens. But it has another function equally as important, and that is a fighting oppression. Hmm. And so as a black woman being in that room, I not just I don't just come in there to talk about uh, everyday American issues, but you know, when we talk about us, even when it's unemployment, oh, unemployment numbers are great. Okay, what about black America? Okay, <laughs> this has been passed. Okay, what about black America? Right. So it, it is something that I am wedded to because I come out of this experience. I do not sit in there and not be attached to the issues. When we talked about immigration, I literally had tears rolling down my eyes in that room when we saw how those Haitian immigrants were treated by Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that is personal for me. And and I often wonder uh, with, with Courage on Pierre, when she is standing there and she has so much pressure, let me tell you, she didn't caught hell from left Right, mm-hmm. north, south, ever, everywhere. That is not an easy role to play at, at all. all. At all. At, at all. And we saw that in the beginning. You know, like when you first come in there, pe- people just don't give up. And I will tell you this some of the questions that we ask are the same questions over and over and over again. And I know I, I, I see her sometimes rise, look so irritated. But She has always highlighted the accomplishments of the administration when it comes to our community. It's a hard role. Technically, she's just a functionary of that position, Mm -hmm. right? There's not so much uh, that she can do but report back to what uh, what the president and what administrators um, have been saying to her and how to delegate. But I applaud anybody who can stand there and not break sometimes. I know. It's crazy. We saw what happened during the Trump administration. Oh, my. That was a disaster. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And it's always this one reporter. Uh, it's a brother, too. There's always talking about she don't answer my questions. It's like, oh, okay, so, so that's Simon. So I actually know Simon 
I know him very well. Here's the issue. And I talked to him. I was like, Simon, you got, got to pipe down a little bit. So someone said he wouldn't do it to a white person. Let me tell y'all, he, he shows out. He doesn't care who it is. He really does. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue I do have with that room that many of us have is once you get past like the third row, Mm-hmm. It gets very tough. And so we've had conversations within the WHDA about reporters having decorum and being respectful so that she can get around the room and ask other questions. So I will side with him on that. It can be a very frustrating experience, but you know what dungeon you in. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Ebony McMorris, White House correspondent. Ebony, what's going on with this whole debt, um, debt forgiveness, the student yeah. loan forgiveness? I need some student loans forgiven. I went to grad school. <laughs> I was counting on that $10,000. Ebony, what happened? You. <laughs> Us. I feel like I need to take a personal moment on these, on these bills. So right now, um, everything concerning that is, um, the, it's the, the, the 10 to $20,000 that's being weighed Um, When it comes to the Supreme Court, because Republicans, we heard all the arguments, felt like um, that it was going to, one article put it, latte sipping um, graduates and why should we all have to pay for that? But when we talk about the debt that that, um, African-Americans have accumulated from um, college debt and how much they make when they get out, if they even are able to get out in their field, that number is astonishing how much debt the black community has um, accumulated. And many feel that if that debt has been eliminated, it can actually help to um, decrease the wealth gap in this country. But of course, there was a huge pushback from Republicans, states and governors hammering down on it. It has to go to um, the Supreme Court and it's being held up. But what you still do have, and I don't, and I want people to remember this, um, is PSLF, I hope I'm not saying that wrong, Public Service Loan Forgiveness. So there's still money that has that is available um, for students. And I always tell people, go to the, the Department of Education website, because there are a lot of different programs that people don't know about um, that have been corrected. You know, a lot of times we were applying for forgiveness and all types of things and weren't able to get it. The number of people who was qualifying for this money was was so low. It was less than, I believe, like two percent. It was it was ridiculous. So the. Uh, education department restructured many of these programs so that people could have access to them. So I always tell people, I do a podcast called Business for the Culture, and I speak with the loan doctor many times, to go to that website, see what you qualify for while we're still figuring out what's going to happen, and 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 still apply. Because we're expecting uh, payments to resume, I believe, in August of this year. So payments are your, your loan payments are still going to resume, but still see what you can qualify for. I'll just end by saying this. I heard a quote from a tech genius called Mo Gawad, and he said something that just kind of struck my spirit. And he said, America has an intelligence problem. (laughs) (laughs) Our intelligent beings, we also suffer from limited intelligence. Now, he used the example of the fact that we can build machines and fly all over the world. But with that, our limited intelligence causes us to burn up the planet and harm things in the process. And it made me think of this country and how we operate, because this country has had uh, the intelligence to shape a political system 
of supposed checks and balances uh, built to protect democracy and freedom, but our limited intelligence uh, seems to cloud the moral compass of many of our politicians who are leading with ambition and partisan politics. And that is why we keep having these conversations, Angelique and Lonnie, about loan forgiveness. Why should we do this? We, 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 we want to build all these great empires and things, but we don't look at the people on the ground who are homeless, who are mm-hmm. suffering. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we are, King said it best. He said, our scientific po- power has outrun our spiritual power. We have guided missiles and misguided men. Mm. Ebony McMorris, you have to come back because we have a, a election season. Yeah. We've got so many things that's happening. So please, please, you know, we appreciate your time, but please come back because we got more questions to ask you. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. I love you all. Thank you so much for having me on. And I look forward to coming back, ladies. How can we Thank keep you. up with you, um, Ebony? How can we follow you? So I am all over um, social media at Ebony McMorris, at Ebony McMorris. And you can always DM me and I actually do respond. All right. Thank you, Ebony. Thank you, Ebony. Absolutely. Thank you. We're at Cafe Mocha Radio. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. On the line, they're known as the modern day Rat Pack. RSVP, Ray J, Sammy, Bobby V, and Pleasure P. On the line, we got Pleasure P and Sammy. Guys, 
y'all, first of all, <laughs> how did this come about that y'all, all four of y'all get together? Sammy, how did this happen? Um, I would say we have to blame Versus, you know what I'm saying, for that. Uh, to date, we have the largest, most viewed, most engagement Versus to date, which we're so humble for. We all been boys for a long time, and I've known P for a long time. We both from Miami, both from the crib, brothers, real brothers when we say that. Um, you know, and I think just the ruckus and the chaos and the energy and the magic that happens when us four together, it was something that we decided to take seriously, you know, and get in the studio and make some magic and, you know, hit 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 these cities and states to states, and it's been love. Everything we've done thus far has been, like, sold out and crazy, so... Uh, it, it's dysfunctional, you know what I'm saying? But it's beautiful, you feel me? So I think versus... <laughs> Now, Pleasure P, you know, you guys are still solo artists, but what is it like, you know, working with the fellas and going out on tour? Man, it's just like a big party. <laughs> it's energetic. It's, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, man, we just, we love each other. So, you know, obviously we have our little tough times. Like Bobby V, he late right now. We're going to get on his, you know what I'm saying, head top <laughs> whenever we get the opportunity to. But, you know, for the most part, we love each other. It's a, it's a good time. Definitely. Ray J, you guys are working on an album, but let's talk about the new single, Money Everywhere, and where can we see the video? The video is up online on our um on our on our channel, official RSVP. But the Money Everywhere is not our single. That's our biography. That's the bio. Oh. That's really just like breaking the ice. Yeah, that ain't the that ain't the single. That's like the, you know, that's us giving it a shot, saying, all right, this is our first song. It's like five and a half minutes or whatever. And we um we just kind of explaining all where we from and what our mission is. And then I think the new songs is really what's going to fit for radio and for people to really, like, understand where we going with the sound. I mean, this is great timing for y'all because there are, like, no more boy groups. It's like mm -hmm. we just got new additions. So how does it feel, Sammy, to be, like, you know, doing something that, you know, we've been missing for a long time? I think the beauty is there's no traffic, as y'all just said, you know what I'm saying? And then I, I think the diversity that uh, myself, Ray, Bob, and Pete brings to the table, you've never seen a super group when we're still in our prime, if that makes sense. I think a lot of people come together when it's over and they kind of need each other, so to speak. We don't need each other. We just love each other. We're passionate about music. We respect each other. And that's something different. And then, like I said, we can um, we can make R&B cool again for the males, because I think male R&B has taken a dive in, 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 a, in a few ways. You know, the mm -hmm. women are killing the game. And then I don't know. I don't know why boy bands aren't cool anymore, but they haven't seen anything as fly as RSVP ever. So it's just beautiful to be a part of that. Yeah, you we a man we band. Yeah, man band. <laughs> Not boy band, man. Yeah, we man band. Man band. It's Cafe Mocha on yeah, the line. The the group RSVP, Ray J, Sammy, Bobby V, Pleasure P. Uh, Bobby V is not with us, but Pleasure P. Tell me, how exciting is it going out on tour with these guys? And, and how, how crazy does it get? Oh, it gets crazy. I mean, we get kicked out of hotels. Uh, we we like modern-day rock stars, man. You know, you just never that know wasn't our fault, what you're going to get. <laughs> Why wasn't it? Yeah, that, it wasn't our fault. It wasn't our fault. It was. It was. It was yeah, uh, somebody somebody afraid to uh, hotel security. They wasn't with us. Oh well, shoot. yeah. The, the hotel security got pepper sprayed, um, so they was mad. But but we didn't pepper spray them, no. Yeah, it just happened close to us, so they they thought we was the the, the culprit. You know what I'm saying? So we yeah. were guilty about. We ain't pepper. I ain't, we ain't never pepper sprayed nobody in our life. 
Yeah, we love, love pepper, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Ray J, let's yeah, talk about that versus because right. this came about because of the versus. Um, over seven million live viewers, seven million comments. It was so enjoyable, you guys. You know, how did y'all keep yeah. it humble and fun and not take it so serious, Ray J? Oh no, we took it very. I took it very serious. It just after <laughs> we just we we looked at the we we looked at the numbers. And what's mm-hmm. crazy is we have to, I think we have the highest rated and the highest comments and all that. And they won't give it to us. Like they don't mention that um, when they talking about verses, uh-huh. because I guess it was just real, you know, it was, it was chaotic on stage, but I think all of that led us to just coming together and trying to make this thing happen. And it's still chaotic. Like everybody quit the group last week <laughs> and now we still a group because we went on stage and we had a, we had a ball. We didn't know what we was going to do. But once we all got on stage and just start unloading all of them songs, just back to back to back, we started to understand the dynamic of like what we could do together. You know what I'm saying? This Bobby V, I'm on. Oh, Bobby hey, V. Hey, Bobby. Uh, yeah, he was he was he was the third one to quit the group. Last no, no, week. no. I was the first one to quit the group. I quit. <laughs> really? The group. I yeah, I Sammy been, was the first one. No, I've been quit the group. Quit then the group. Sammy followed through. And then Sammy you know, quit the group on the video. You know, I can truly say this: Pleasure P has been. Uh, uh, magnetic through it all, because even though we all turns up in our own way, he mm-hmm. ain't never quit the group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, okay. It's it's Cafe Mocha on the line. Uh, the group that sometimes together, sometimes not. RSVP, <laughs> Ray J, Sammy, yeah. Bobby V, and Pleasure P. Um, they formed because of the verses, which, you know, they had over 7 million live viewers, the highest I've ever seen, and over 7 million comments. Okay, here's, here's we're going to have a little question here. Okay, who's the most mature? Pleasure P, who is it? The most mature? I don't know. That's a tough one. The most who? The, the most yeah, mature. Oh, not you, Bobby V. Sammy. I think it's, I think it's me. It's me. No. It's me. Sammy. It's Sammy. <laughs> Sammy's okay. the most mature. Okay. Who's the who's who's the, the most, wild one? The most stable. Who's the most wild um, one? Bobby V and, and Pleasure <laughs> P. And then P. Yep. Yeah. I thought you it would be Ray J. Everybody no. Ray J. No. Everybody Ray J. Ray J. He be chilling. Put on, put on I'm something. a nerd. Yeah, Bobby. Ray Ray Bobby. Bobby. But the wildest one in the group, for sure, 100%. For sure. <laughs> and Who then got the biggest? Pre- okay, I can't say that. <laughs> well, we know, we know that. We know that. We know that. But look, oh, hold on. Family is right there with me. He doesn't know how to be low-key where he is. Now, I'd be chilling out there. Yeah, really, Ray is the wildest in real life, but... <laughs> no, no, not in real life. Not in fake life. <laughs> And fake life. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the espresso. Debuting on Apple TV Plus, Idris Elba spent six months on a plane filming Hijack. We did shoot on a real plane and we basically dismantled it and put it back together in the studio. There's 400 extras, actors, plus the crew, plus the lights. I mean, it was a lot. It's a lot to deal with. And a 13-foot black man walking around Oakland, I'm a Virgo, stars Mike Epps as the father. You a big mother All the wear and tear that you're putting on this house, I mean, just leaning on the walls, you're putting holes in them. And I got to fix this 
myself. TLC released a Lifetime documentary in June. And guess what their next project's gonna be? So we are currently working on our musical. That's in the works. And we even talked about, you know, creating some new music for it. it just, you know, just however it comes together. That's the espresso. The espresso is brought to you by Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Sammy, when can we expect um, a single and, and new music as a group together? Oh, I mean, your guess is better than mine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's you gotta why, ask Pleasure P that. Pleasure P. Yeah, Pleasure P got why. the answer to that. Him and Ray. I they know how the answer to just everything. Listen, the music is ready to go. It's up to these guys. Whenever they're ready to we got the dopest project you can imagine. I just wish we would just put some of these songs out. We, need, we, we got the new song, Mr. Nasty and um, Lay You Down, coming out. Okay. We, 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 re- we recorded the album, and it was just like, it's funny because I was listening to one of the songs. I'm out at my boat right now. And I, I knew was, you was out there. Yeah, I'm out at the boat with a boatload. But, um, yeah, we, I was listening <laughs> to one of our songs. On the way here, and I was like, "Damn, that the really us recording that project and album. It was a fun time. Like for real, when we all together, mm-hmm. I quit the group until we until we get together. When we get together, I'd be like, man, I wouldn't be in the group again. But when we not yeah. together, I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to be in the group because when we get together, it's just like the vibe, the funness. Because we've all had you know nice careers, and we've all lived and." You know, it, it, it is so cool to be amongst guys that's like your brothers and mm-hmm. y'all have all like kind of the same common interests. Y'all all do music, everybody getting money, you know, and it's just like, it's it's real cool. And it's like really nothing, nothing like it. And it's kind of like, we can't do anything wrong. We can't be, we can't mess up because right. even our mess up is a win. So if we come and see y'all, what can we expect, Pleasure P? What can we expect from a RSVP show? A good time. A good time. A night full of just hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. And we all show up and show up. It out. really feel like you in the club. It feel like we like are, like, it feel like you just having a, a, a real, a concert in the club. One you know what I'm saying? And, um, Hell yeah. you know, Bobby V, can you talk about the Bobby V Foundation uh, quickly? Yeah, yeah. Um, I give back. Um, I do it in conjunction with my father. My dad does a lot of work in the community. He does a lot of community work. So um, during the holidays, we always give back. We give turkeys to senior citizens. And, you know, throughout the year, we give away a lot of things, a lot of toys, um, food donations. And we do a lot of work just in the communities and with senior citizens. So um, I've also graduated probably about 10 people from college. Oh, um, nice. I give I give. I give away scholarship money through my church. And um, so they have like a scholarship fund, Bobby B Foundation scholarship fund. So I've graduated from people from college as well. So, you know, I've done a lot of good things in the hood. And I don't really like brag and boast about it. You know, Mm -hmm. we just do it because, you know, we blessed and and it's, it's cool to give back. And I just try to give back when I can, if I can. And Ray J, you're still um, we you've been hilarious on College Hill, but also let's talk about Raycon and um, with the progress you're making with your company. Yeah, we um, we six years in, we over three hundred million in revenue. Um, mm-hmm. We do about seventy five M's a year in revenue, um, and so really we signed it. Really we signed the Ray J Records. I'm waiting on yeah, Ray. Right. 
If we signed the pleasure <laughs> record, pleasure, he the one. Yeah, we the signed the pleasure P record, but we need to be signing the Ray J record because <laughs> he got crazy. Ray J got some hills and he gonna put the cheesables behind the record. I'm waiting on Ray J to put the nah, next. listen, I was gonna huh? talk to y'all about that too, but um, no, Raycon is moving. It's an autopilot. I, I, my plan is to diversify. Just diversify who's buying it. I think mm-hmm. it's a heavy conservative brand right now, just because of how the team wants to do it, but. Just with the board and everything that I've been going through, we we really trying to like like switch it up and diversify so the so the culture can really tap into it the right way. So that's it, you know what I'm saying? Like we doing well, but I feel like we could be doing a lot better tapping into the culture more. Definitely. And uh, pleasure, P. You're working on solo music. I'm working on music. Period. I'm the songwriter. So you have um because they said here you're touring and you're working on new music. Can you talk about it a little bit? Man. I mean, I got so many songs coming out from, you know, different artists and stuff like that. I don't know if you do, but um, I wrote, like, uh, Lollipop for Lil Wayne. I wrote uh, Wild mm-hmm. for Flo Rida. Um, I've I just been doing my writing thing, man. So that's what, that's what I'm at. I'm actually on my way to Miami right now to work with Rico Love. So oh. about to, um, I'm out here. Stuff. Tap in. Oh, you're Miami? I'm, I'm out on the way. I'm out here for the week. Oh, you got you, oh, you to pull up to the studio. For sure. Yes. I know where y'all at. Okay. And I know Sammy. Going. I'm going to call you after though. Let's tap in. And okay. one more. Yeah, we got to yeah. hear Sammy. Sammy, t- talk about what you're working on as far as your solo career. Oh, yeah. I got the new single dropping next month. The album will be out in August. And I'm already uh, inked the deal for my solo tour September 21st through November 7th. So I'm, I'll be gone for like 45 days, about 30 cities total. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And then outside of music, um, I'm two years in into some entrepreneurship. I got the candle line, Simply Naked Candle Code. We got a shop uh, right off Walker Street, Midtown Atlanta. You can go make your own candles. It's great for date night. Have some wine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, go to simplynakedcandle.com and uh, order your Sammy candles. Also invested in a Crew Lounge uh, last year, actually. And we're looking for a commercial building as we speak on the south side of Atlanta and Camp Creek. So... Um, I never wanted to just do music, but as far as the music is concerned, we locked and loaded over here. Single drops next month, album drop in August, and I'll leave for tour the end of September. So I'm excited. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for this time. This was so enlightening. Ray J, you so can throw up for the show, Ray J? <laughs> Hell yeah, I was, there on, I was there first last time. Oh, no, I was there last. Huh? Exactly. No, nah, I'll be there. I love Atlanta. We're going to turn Atlanta upside down. RSVP, the modern day rap pack. That's Ray J, Sammy, Bobby V, Pleasure P, and it has been a pleasure. Thank y'all for stopping in on Cafe Mocha. I love y'all, brothers. All right, now we love you. If you miss any part of the show, make sure you go to wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Type in Cafe Mocha Radio. Coming soon to the show, we've got Angie Stone. Until next weekend, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Edumatainment. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. 
shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, for advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.